Here, have a cuddle before she falls asleep. She got to her feet and passed Edie into Billy's arms. She's always asleep, Johnny remarked. Why does she sleep all the time? Charlotte laughed. Because babies do, darling. They need lots of sleep. She gathered Johnny into her arms and gave him a hug. Edie won't sleep so much when she's big like you. She looked across at Billy, holding his daughter close against him, his face against the fluff of her hair, and her heart turned over with love for him. Her Billy, so strong and yet so gentle. She was glad that little Johnny looked so like him, his fair curly hair springing in an untidy halo about his head, his eyes a velvety blue. He'd had blue eyes when he was born, and Charlotte had been afraid that they might change as he grew from a baby to toddler. Over the first months they had altered, but remained blue, deepening to almost navy, just like Billy's. I went to see the vicar this afternoon, she told Billy later, as, with both children safely tucked up in bed, they sat down at the kitchen table to eat their supper. To sort out Edie's christening, he would like it to be a part of a service, and suggests a fortnight on Sunday. That's a service of morning prayer. That way, anyone from the village who wants to can be there. I said it sounded fine to me, but that I'd ask you. Billy shrugged. He wanted his children christened, but he was not a great churchgoer, and was happy enough to leave the actual arrangements to Charlotte. Sounds all right to me as long as it suits Mum and Dad. I'll take the children over to see them tomorrow and ask. Then I can confirm to the vicar. He wanted to know who her godparents were going to be. And what did you say? I said we were going to ask Claire and Caroline to stand as godmothers, Charlotte said. But we hadn't chosen a godfather yet. She smiled across at Billy. Who would you like as her godfather? Don't know, said Billy. Who do you think? What about your Uncle Dan? Charlotte had thought of Uncle Dan too. He and his wife, Naomi, had taken Charlotte into their home when she arrived in London as a refugee from the Nazis in 1939. They had looked after her and helped her adjust to her new life in a foreign country. They had lost touch with each other during the Blitz, when Charlotte had been evacuated to Winsdown, but after the war, they had been reunited, and Dan had been proud, as her foster father, to give Charlotte away when she married Billy in Winsdown Village Church. Do you think they'd come down? She wondered. It'd be lovely to see them all. Why don't you ring them and ask? Charlotte beamed at him. You're right. I'll phone as soon as we've finished supper. But, she continued... That's not my only bit of news. After I'd seen the vicar, Mrs. Vicar asked us to stay for a cup of tea. During the war, the evacuees from London, uncertain of how to address Averil Swanson, the vicar's wife, had called her Mrs. Vicar. The nickname had stuck, and now most of Winsdown used it, and despite the closeness that had grown up between them over the years, Charlotte never called her anything else. She was telling me all about Caroline's wedding, she went on. 
Caroline's coming down to live at the vicarage for three weeks before her big day. Anyhow, we were sitting in the vicarage kitchen drinking our tea when Mrs. Bellinger arrived. She'd come to see Mrs. Vicar and was absolutely bursting with news. So, what's up? Her son, Felix, rang last night. He's got engaged and he's bringing his fiancée to meet his parents in a few weeks. She's called Daphne. Are they pleased? Billy asked. Difficult to say, Charlotte said. Of course, she'd come to tell Mrs. Vicar. She wasn't expecting me to be there, so really all she said was that Felix had got engaged and would be coming down soon. I got the impression it was a total surprise that she and the squire weren't sure what to think. They don't seem to have known anything about her. Anyway.